0: Welcome to Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Ed Cannon. Ed, I looked forward to these conversations of kind of debriefing after your recent travels, but there haven't been a lot of travels of late because of COVID, but
1: you did make one trip just last month. I've just started again, Wayne. I took my first international trip in over a year and a half to visit FEBC's ministries, and it was for the purpose of uh, dedicating our brand-new studio in Kiev in Ukraine mm-hmm. and it was a great experience um I thought I was going there to essentially celebrate the opening of a new building pray about it dedicate it invite some friends but what it turned out to be is after such a long period of time it was an educational opportunity for me mm-hmm. to see how much the ministry has grown and uh, spread and advanced since i was last there
0: yeah okay i want i want the details but first let's explain that the country of ukraine is really kind of one of our recent developments isn't it in the ministry because it it was all part of eurasia and russia and the rest of these countries but now ukraine
1: is standing on its own sure for those who don't know ukraine was of course part of the soviet union mm-hmm. and. Um, Many, many years ago when they split up, the people in Ukraine still speak Russian. It's the language that they use in elementary schools and high schools to educate the people. But their former language, of course, was Ukrainian language. And they're a separate people group merged into the Soviet Union and kind of lost their identity over the years. And they became, quote, Russian. Um, They didn't really like that, but – And it worked the same way for FEBC. So we had FEBC Russia, which was many, many years ago broadcasting to Russia, modern day Russia, Ukraine, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, all Russian language countries, all the Russian language countries. And we just recently realized, maybe in the last five or six years, that there's an interest amongst the people of Ukraine to hear Their Christian broadcast in the Ukrainian language.
0: Their love language,
1: huh? (laughs) Yeah. One of the first letters we got from one of our listeners when we opened the Ukrainian mission of FEBC was uh, I've come to love your programs. However, when I first started listening, I had no interest in the content of your broadcast. It was just such an encouragement to hear a radio broadcast in the Ukrainian language.
0: Isn't that interesting? Yeah,
1: much like the story of the Apostle Paul. You know, when he's uh-huh. speaking the local language, people are going to listen. This man was listening, and as a result of hearing the gospel in the Ukrainian language, yeah. he's become a believer. Now we're operating seven FM stations there. The government has been very kind to us to give us the FM licenses. Most of the major cities in Ukraine have an FEBC FM radio station and we were really picking up a lot of listeners it was encouraging but beyond that just before covid hit our ministry decided you know we're going to go full force into the social media environment and what did that mean originally we just put a a cell phone camera in the studio <laughs> that had a, a video picture of our two broadcasters. I remember Chichan, those days, yes. Uh-huh. And they put it on Facebook, and they yeah. soon realized that there's more people watching on Facebook than listening on the FM stations, and so we ran with that. We catered our broadcast to be one that was more friendly to the video environment, maybe even geared more toward the youthful people of Ukraine, and we have a very young staff. There are some 25-, 30-year-olds, full of energy full of passion to proclaim the gospel. And they're just fantastic on this social media. And Wayne, we have been learning ever since this started how we used to broadcast to the audience on an FM station. Mm-hmm. Now we're having a conversation with the audience on our social media page. And Ukraine has kind of become the example for us in the U.S. And when, when you start conversing with the audience, lots and lots and lots of new opportunities come up. We've partnered with the local churches during the COVID period where we said, we can help you put your services online and streaming because nobody can come. We take it for granted here in the United States that you can stream your church service. (laughs) They didn't even know what that word meant in Ukraine. So, with FEBC's capabilities, we would go to a church and say, we'll build you a webpage, we'll put it streaming for you. And then at the same time, we put the FVBC programming right on the web page so the church message gets heard and the listeners have an opportunity to listen yeah. to our broadcast.
0: So it goes far beyond just producing radio programs and putting them on stations. As exciting as that is, and there's been tremendous growth in number of stations in Ukraine, maybe we can touch on that. But Ukraine has such a rich, rich history mm. behind the country itself. Mm. It's fascinating to mm. study its history, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but let's not forget it's also a country that's still in conflict I think those of us in North America forget no. that there still is fighting going on. And these broadcasts and this social media is reaching people on both sides.
1: That's right, Wayne. We uh, In the eastern portion of Ukraine is where the violence is, the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. And as you might remember, three or four years ago, we lost four of our staff because mm-hmm. they were killed by yeah. hostile um forces that didn't like the gospel being on the radio
0: yeah i visited the the place where the church where they were taken our studios where they were taken yeah very moving
1: i had the opportunity on this trip to meet with the father of two of those men and the son of one of the other men that was really the son has has recovered remarkably uh he understands the loss of his father But he has decided that I need to take up the baton that was lost by the Christian ministry with my dad. And he's a 25-year-old just on fire for the Lord and wanting to get more education and learning more and being a minister, particularly to the young people of Ukraine. So it's really encouraging.
0: So just to set the scene in Ukraine, how many radio stations now, which is a fantastic story?
1: We have seven FM stations.
0: All relatively new stations.
1: Well, the whole thing is less than five years old. It's just we had we had broadcasts from the Soviet Union, Russia, into Ukraine on a big FM station uh, that was broadcasting exclusively in the Russian language five years ago. Right. The station was taken down by the uh, Russian government, and everything has popped up since then.
0: Well, the Ukrainian government must uh, must be in favor of this. They wouldn't allow it.
1: We actually traveled with someone who was the equivalent of the... FCC chairman, so the Federal Communications Commission is what they call it in the U.S. The equivalent in Russia is a man that sits on parliament. Uh, we've become very friendly to him. As a matter of fact, he attended the opening of our studio hmm. to encourage the staff and to pray with us. And um, yeah, he's the one that's been responsible for helping us get Good. all these various so licenses. God has
0: given us favor there. That, that's a miracle in itself. There's so much here to talk about. Um let me mention that in addition to the the new studios that God has provided there in Kyiv, this is the kind of the hub, isn't it, of FEBC's ministries in Do you say Kiev or Kyiv?
1: Well, I say Kiev, the locals say Kiev. Kiev yeah. And they don't spell it the way we spell it. They spell no. it K-Y-I-V. <laughs> Looks like a funny word. And yeah. so- yeah, it's Kiev,
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to stick with Kiev if you don't mind. There but, you go. Okay. Let's, let's be local. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's sort of the hub for these stations. Um, but there's more than studios and broadcasts and social media going on. Tell me about this counseling program.
1: Sure. What we realized was when we first started having this radio ministry growing so fast is that we would, even though we didn't advertise it this way, We'd give the local phone number of the radio station thinking people would call in to find out, you know, what city can I get the broadcast in? And is there a web page? But what happened very quickly was people would call with deep life questions, not just I want to know more about Jesus, but um, I'm in an abusive relationship with my husband. My son has become a drug addict. Uh, I'm personally struggling with alcohol addiction. Over and over and over. This is what people would call about. So we realized the need there for what we call biblical counseling. And we had many people who were uh, trained in crisis counseling who were willing to go to work for FEBC. We experimented at first with one or two people, uh, but their phones never stopped ringing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, Wayne, in Kiev, we have – excuse me – Kiev (laughs) – We have a staff of seven. These are some of the most dedicated employees I've ever met in my life. We had an opportunity to chat with them. Uh, They're mostly women, um, soft-spoken, kind, well-educated, professionally trained. they are
0: trained and ready. They're trained
1: in biblical counseling. Two of them have advanced degrees. They really know what they're doing. And they've come up with a teamwork approach. So if... um, They're taking calls during the day, and one becomes particularly difficult on a subject that's uh, more the focus of one of the other counselors. They share that listener. They trade phone calls. They have a meeting at the end of the day where they talk about what they've heard, how they've dealt with it, what they need to go on forward. And it has really blossomed into the highlights of FABC's ministry Wonderful. there in Ukraine.
0: Sounds very efficient, but not just for efficiency's sake, it's for the sake of helping people. That's that's what their goal is.
1: Yeah, that would be effectiveness. Yeah, it's yeah. efficient, but it's yeah. also very effective. Mm-hmm. And they have many people coming to Faith in Christ on that uh, broadcast. That One of the metrics they use is how many they feel suicides have been averted because people call mm-hmm. in on the verge of committing suicide. And they track that and they monitor that. We had one of the people actually visiting with us there in Ukraine um, who had a very difficult life story. And the tears of joy rolling down the cheeks of this woman who had been ministered to by the counselors who had had listened on the broadcast and had her life so positively affected. And, Wayne, if it's only one, that ministry there is worth it. But I can tell you there are hundreds of thousands of people in that country, war-torn Uh, deeply affected with um, um, alcoholism, drug addiction, uh, spousal abuse, all the kinds of problems that we have here in the U.S., except I think it's far more in that country. And yet FEBC is a bright light of hope in a really, really, really dark place.
0: I really admire what's being done there in the name of the the Lord with uh, FEBC's uh, radio stations and counseling and and of social media, because it all seems so well designed and the strategy is so well thought through. I think maybe we have some things to learn from them. It doesn't go the other way.
1: Well, that's absolutely right. And I can tell you, we participated just three or four years ago in building the corporate strategy for FEBC Ukraine. And we touched on a little bit of the social media and how yeah. we wanted to do that. And
0: this is something they did themselves. Well,
1: they did it I mean, themselves. You sure. were a
0: part of it, but it was all based with uh, Ukrainian believers.
1: That's right. I did nothing more than facilitate the conversation. But it's their vision, their strategy, their plans. They prayed. Most of the meetings were in the Ukrainian language, and I used to think maybe they're laughing at me. But it didn't matter. <laughs> we were after the outcome, right? And we we come up with a great outcome. But the interesting thing, Wayne, is. The success of what's going on didn't come right out of the strategic plan. The success is in their dependence on God to show them what's working and follow that way. See where God is working and go there. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they've done, which is why, honestly, we have millions of people in Ukraine visiting the website, becoming followers of the Facebook pages. We had one live broadcast on Facebook Live that had... Over one million people wow. streaming it at that moment. Wow! It's just a blessing. It's huh. a real huh. blessing.
0: When I visited several years ago, I met with uh, Victor Kurienko, who was the uh, radio station uh, minister there, and uh, the Lord took him home. It was uh, sad uh, for our from our perspective to see him mm-hmm. promoted to heaven, mm-hmm. but his son and his daughter
1: mm-hmm. carry on the work now. Victor uh, died at the age of sixty three of COVID. Um, He was our top broadcaster. He did biblical broadcasting live every day since the very beginning of Ukraine. Happened
0: to be blind. But think about that. He had this tremendous ministry on the radio.
1: He was an amazing guy and a great Bible teacher. One of the more humorous stories about him. Um, I look back on it. I came into the studio one time, and um, this was in Slavyansk. I just like to say that. Mm -hmm. Slavyansk. And he was doing a broadcast, but I didn't realize it because all the lights in the studio were off and I didn't think anyone was in there. And then they said, oh, no, Victor's in there, but yeah. you laugh about doesn't it. doesn't matter he, to him. He can sit in the pure darkness, right? Yeah. What an amazing story. I mean, Victor was blind because of two totally separate incidents in his childhood. Mm-hmm. And one of the last things that he and I chatted about was when he lost his second eye at the age of 12. He told a story about his father. His father was a tough man, really hardened. He didn't have much emotion. But Victor said his last memory of his father was as he could still see through his one eye before the accident completely blinded him. He saw his father crying. And he said, I've never seen my father cry, but he knew what the trouble was. He knew I was probably going to lose both of my eyes. And he says, the joy that I've got now in going before the Lord... Is I'll see my father laughing. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That yeah, is, yeah. His whole life, he has a memory of his father crying. Now, through faith in Christ in eternity, he'll see him laughing.
0: And now, Victor's son, Edward, is uh, responsible for the ministry there, and his daughter's on the air, just tremendous on air host.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Edward is our director. He is really excellent, hardworking guy, godly man, trusts his staff, treats them well. And his sister is one of the finest broadcasters I've ever worked with. She has more energy than anyone I've ever met. Know. She's bold. She's fearless. She's energetic on the radio. And, and what a godly person, praying for her listeners, deeply involved in the ministry— Those two are a great product of their father, and what a joy to work with.
0: I love hearing this report, Ed, from Ukraine. So thank you for sharing about your recent trip there and what you discovered uh, or got reaffirmed Mm -hmm. uh, through that uh, visit there in Ukraine, in Kyiv.
1: Mm. Um, Go ahead. If I could ask our listeners to pray for our staff there. Sure, yeah. It's not easy. They're spread out all across the country. The beauty of having all these FM stations is we've got a lot of FM stations. The difficulty is... The staff is spread all across the country.
0: It's a they, big country, too. Yeah, They
1: rarely get to see each other. When we had the celebration, it was a wonderful reunion of the staff. Pray for them. It's not easy working there. We're having great success. Pray for these young people that the social media will reach out. And the next step for us in that city is to use Ukraine as the learning hub for all of FEBC's countries in professing expertise in social media. Interesting.
0: All right. Before we go, why don't you mention the Unreached Focus? It's on our website right now and what's available as a resource for our listeners.
1: Sure, Wayne. You know, the Unreached is defined as people groups who have less than 1% Christian. They have no church. In many cases, they have no Bible, they have no pastors. These are people that have very, very little opportunity in their life to ever hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's absolutely at the core of what FEBC does. So because of our expertise, we're offering a -a once-a-month email that we will send out to anyone who requests it. This is an email that focuses each month on a different country or people group. It'll tell you what it's like to be a Christian in Laos or how difficult it is to get the gospel, uh, what it's like living there. What are the government rules against the gospel or what religious organization dominate that country? It's filled with great pictures, wonderful testimonies from people. Go to FEBC's website and sign up for the You've Got the Name, Wayne.
0: It's called Unreached in Focus. It's designed for churches. And again, just the email is all we need, and we'd be happy to provide that. So just want to get a quick word in about that, Ed, as our time has expired. But thank you again for this report today.
1: Boy, the time sure flew on this it podcast, It does, yeah, Wayne.
0: it did. All right, but we'll be back next time, and I hope you'll spread the word about Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. With thanks to our producer, Joe Carlson, and Ed Cannon, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening. FEBC.org is the website. Until All Have Heard is a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.